Welcome back. Episode number five, starting the clock. Hi, Marin. Hey, what are we going to talk about today? First, we're going to talk about how jacked your biceps are. <laughs> <laughs> it's like carrying that chunky baby around. You're, you're, you're just getting a, getting a workout. Yeah, he's a little tank, that kid. So he's uh, giving me strong arms just because he doesn't want to be put down, you know, six months. That's the way it goes. He literally changed overnight and he's still happy and easy. But he went from, yeah, just being a baby. You could put him down. He would be fine. And now he's like, wait, no, he's I want to be with the slug. people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. And I said that to Jason this morning. I was like, we better watch out. We've been calling him a potato. And before you know it, he's going to be on the move and we're going to be the ones that are wondering what happened. He's going to have to start peeling potatoes with a, a whole household of people. Yeah. He better get to work that kid. Yeah. That kid. Um, I saw in your coffee mug, by the way, there's a, there's a sticker that says, um, fuck your coffee. <laughs> when you're, you don't is. drink coffee. I don't even know that. No, I do. I do. But I have been like playing with not drinking it a whole lot and drinking mud water, which is actually what that sticker is from. So I'm not, I'm not advertising them. Uh, uh, mud water, our first sponsor. Right, right, right. Yeah. Get maybe muddy. Should be. Hmm. I love maybe their newsletter. Um, I don't know. I don't know anything about that company. I'll have to check it out. That stuff feels really good. So it has um, some like herbs in there, lion's mane, I think, different kind of plants. Hmm. Yeah. So I feel way better when I drink that. Like you still get a little caffeine, but you don't feel weird. So anyway, I've been playing with that. I'm going to get some. I'm going to get some. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of grows on you. It grows. It grew on me. I didn't like it at first, but now I like it. Did you drink, did you drink that through, um, through pregnancy mud water? I had it here and there. I really started more in the postpartum because that's where I didn't want to be reliant on coffee because I knew mm. this time was coming the six month mark where you start to not sleep. I feel like I sleep pretty well till now. So I was nice. like getting myself ready for this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just looked at their website. They're offering like a, a free, uh, frother <laughs> with a 30 day supply. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's love it's free fun. stuff. I know. I don't know how we got on that topic, but anyway, <laughs> maybe maybe someone needed to hear that, you know, getting off. If anybody's caffeine. out there needs a yeah, a nice re- replacement for coffee or or um, alternative to coffee, there you go. Yeah. What do you want to talk about today? Sorry, I got a soft topic. I got all jacked mm, up. No, 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 that's okay. Well, we were chatting about or I was chatting about just the magic of birth once the baby is out. And mm, yeah. I don't know, like, that's just to me, obviously, it's the best, right? Like the baby is out, and labor is over. But just the sacred nature of that moment of those moments mm-hmm. that follow and, and maybe some of the disruptions, because I think they're so obvious to us, but I don't know that they're obvious to everybody. All yeah. of the things that can interfere with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I um, I think in a couple episodes ago we talked about the the sort of nature of death and birth and how there's this like this explosion of activity, probably unnecessarily so after the birth of a baby, and um, contrasting that with what I've seen in the home birth environment, it's just night and day. I I do remember going to a birth with Stu one time, hmm. uh, Stu Fishbine, and um, who you are also friends with, and I think he mentored you in I some way. Him. Yeah, as we well. Do. 
Um, I remember going to a birth with him and he was like, this is, you know, you just have to practice the art of not doing anything. <laughs> and of course the baby comes out and it's all about her and the baby and the family and the dogs and everybody gets into bed together. And it's just this beautiful, amazing place. And then we went out and made a smoothie for her and brought her a smoothie in bed. Like her little daughter helped me make it. She was like showing me where the ingredients are in the fridge. And it's the best, um, you know, we opened the curtains up and the sun was coming up right around like an hour after the birth. And we just saw her hanging out and laughing and drinking coffee and it's the best. it was lovely it was lovely yeah so what do you like about that i mean as a birthing person maybe and as a midwife how mm. how do you what do you like about it so much well as the woman you've waited nine months to meet this person right and even if you think you knew who was in there you mm. kind of don't in mm. some ways you know even if it's basic like I thought Rumi was a girl, he was a boy. So you have those kind of surprises. But then just actually looking this person in the eyes. And I feel so blessed that most of my births were just so amazing. Even his, like no one really ever interfered with that. And and all the ways that can be interfered with even at home births, mm. um, you know, energetically interfered with, like people just being nervous and, oh God, the placenta is supposed to come out and, oh God, I'm watching her bleeding, that kind of stuff. I've really not experienced myself and I feel so lucky. Um, and then all the other little things, you know, sticking the stethoscope in for a baby that's clearly breathing fine. Um, like you kind of were saying earlier, uh, putting the hat on or like rubbing with towels. I mean, there's so much ritual yeah. around yeah. the birth, no matter what location you're in. And it's so precious and revealing to get to experience that without those things. You know, yeah. because most of the time yeah. there's no need for them. Well, ritual ritual is a, an important part of many of our lives, right? And the rituals in the hospital, I don't, I don't like them. Um, but I'm sure you have rituals after your births, right? So, what sure. are some of the rituals that you do? Um, either again, as a, you can answer as a midwife and separately as a as a birthing mm -hmm. person. Yeah, sort of as both. I think the immediate postpartum like the first couple minutes and even that first hour it's it's a it's a ritual to leave that bubble intact so even as the midwife you know how little do i need to be involved most of the time very little i don't need to touch a baby um, i don't really even need to touch a mom it's observation and leaving that bubble intact so that she can release her placenta she can birth her placenta mm -hmm. she can get into bed with her baby and the bonding and the nursing um, so there's all i think such great reason for leaving that so it is ritualized but it also has a serious impact on everything, the yeah. way the baby will breastfeed, um, her health, you know, all of it. And then like leaving the cell phones out, you know, that's, mm -hmm. that's a new mm -hmm. ritual, right? Of like our time that people immediately get their phone out when the baby is here, they're so excited. And that's something I talk snap, about snap, with snap, my snap, clients. Snap. <laughs> yeah. And it's not that, you know, photos are yeah. great, like take your photos, but as far as letting family members know, um, how can we keep that bubble intact for at least that first hour, maybe longer? And, and educating mm. people as to why why that's important and how we can help them do that. Yeah, I, I, I constantly talk about that golden hour. And I, I know that's cliche, the golden hour, but there is really something yeah. so magical when that baby comes out and you get to see this mother who did this incredible thing. And in mm. my wife's case, it was like made into motherhood. I mean, she stepped through the portal that we always talk about and 
God, talk about like falling in love with、right. and being super attracted to somebody all over again. Like you've just met this new person. And I don't mean、you、the、did. baby, like your、yeah. partner. So you we、do. focus so much on the baby, the baby, the baby, the baby. Like this person just went through the, the battle of her life or, or their life. And, and there's something so precious about it. So all these other little things, I, I, I think, I mean, I had my phone out taking pictures and we had the nurses taking、totally. pictures and everything. Um, but like just paying attention, just being present for, for one time this year when that baby comes out, just whether you're, it's your baby or it's, you're a patient you're taking care of, just be with that moment and just be present and just soak it in, soak up the smells, the, the visuals, the feeling, like just feel it. It's, there's、yeah. nothing like that. It's, um, I'm looking forward to going through that again in a couple、mm. months. <laughs> Six months. Yeah.、Ish. Me, me for you too, if that's a way、yeah. of saying it. Yeah. That's, and that's so cool to hear it from your perspective as the dad too, because that bubble, yeah, totally includes like it's the family. So it is the mom and baby, but giving that like new family that time、mm-hmm. to just be, you know, that, that first hour or whatever hours, they totally stand still when you're, The mom and probably the dad too.、Right? Yeah. Like, it's、oh, man. time、yeah. just like slows down. And, you know, it's like, how can you fully appreciate that preciousness of the baby still having vernix and, you know, all、mm. these things that so quickly disappear? So, anyway, I think of the other rituals maybe it's hospital, maybe it's home of interference and,、mm-hmm. you know, kind of overly overdoing it. Like you were talking about、um, fundal massage and constantly checking bleeding and getting right in there for a blood pressure. Do we need to do those things for a normal situation? Right. You know, do we yeah, really I mean, need to? We, we could react and do those things if necessary.、Um, I mean, I, I right away went back to, went back to, My wife in the hospital bed holding little Penny. And God, I mean, Stephanie had a great labor. She had a, it was like six hours. She was in the tub until the、she、very last、it. moment. I mean, she really had a beautiful experience from both of our standpoint.、Mm. I think that there's things like, like you have said before that she wants to, to do differently and wants to work on, you know, through、sure. fear and everything else. But, you know, this little baby comes out and Penny was perfect. I mean, every baby is perfect. This baby, it's your own baby. So they're even more perfect. <laughs> and Stephanie's glowing. And it was like, oh, what a lot of work, you know, waiting nine months plus for this to happen. And then the nurse came in and, and the staff at the hospital did an amazing job, all, all in all. But one thing I hadn't even been prepared for was the fundal massage, which I've done fundal massage. It's like a belly rub. You just find the fundus and you. Like a little belly rub, mama, you know, like you that, mean that you don't like sit on the woman and <laughs> no, I don't, yeah, I don't throw my elbows in there. But this woman came in and like used both hands, like she was applying like chest compressions and CPR.、Yeah. And Stephanie was so uncomfortable that she a l s t she actually grabbed her arm and was like, Do not do that. And well, good for her. Then, well, well, then Stephanie was like, I am so sorry, I know you're just doing your job, but. That really hurts. <laughs> But she, it was like her gut, her gut reaction, like,、um, like she's being assaulted. I, well, she would never、yeah. say that. But it was like, man, that must have been really uncomfortable. Stephanie doesn't act like that ever. So eventually I was just like, you know what? I think we'll go. I'll just do the fundal massage. You know, like, well, just, just,、uh, yeah, we don't need those anymore. And like, of course, there was no real need for that. But I mean, the idea there for anybody listening is you rub the, the uterus in case the uterus is atonic and you try to get it to firm up so that the, The woman doesn't bleed excessively. And 
yes, there's good reason for us to know about uterine massage, but like for it to be a protocolized thing in the middle of that golden hour is not only just uncomfortable, it's like, it's like, I, can we go home? Like, this is terrible that we have to do this every 10, 15 minutes. But, um, yeah. So I'm guessing you don't do a lot of fundal massage. (laughs) No, I try my best not to touch anybody unless need be, because, um, you know, there's such benefit as we're talking about to letting all of the hormones and all of that, like remain on the trajectory that they're supposed to be on, you know, like women don't need us to have babies or, or birth placentas most of the time. So I think knowing, knowing the things, yeah, like having the skills is important, but also knowing when not to use them Mm -hmm. is I think more important Mm -hmm. because interference in that hour or any time in the postpartum um, I have seen, you know, can create such trauma. Like the woman is so wide open Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. anything you do, even with the best of intentions can really leave a mark in a way that you didn't even realize like total honest story here. I've, I've done it. Um, I had a client years ago who with her first baby, actually her baby was breech. She had a beautiful first breech vaginal birth in her bathroom and right as part of the the things we do, we ask women to pee, empty their bladders right before we go home. So mm-hmm. that was kind of where we were in the flow in her postpartum. And long story short, I helped her with her next birth, her second birth. And as we were preparing for that baby, um, she said very honestly to me, she's like, hey, uh, that was really traumatizing when you told me I had to pee last time because I I left my baby on the bed. And anyway, she had all this stuff around it that I never would have known. It was just kind of protocol, really, right? And anyway, I felt really bad, but it was a great open conversation. And with the second baby, um, Mm. she took him to the bathroom with her when she went to pee. And that was just something that was really important to her. I never would have known that it was so traumatizing. I was glad she shared. And since then, I've been more mindful, honestly, of like, okay, like, here's, you know, here's what can happen next. You can bring the baby with you. Like, here are your options. Um, So even as minimal as it seems to us, sometimes leaves women, leave women with not so nice of a memory of that time. Yeah, uh, And all of this stuff is with good intention. It's not like sure. anybody out there is like, it's not like the, the nurse who did the fundal massage was hurting, trying to hurt my wife, but it was just, she was so raw and tender at the time. Like, I don't mean physically raw. I mean, like you sure. said, emotionally raw sure. that it was like, Oh, all the feelings. And then boom, you're getting like jabbed very hard in the gut. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all done with good intentions. You know, it's something that another experience I've shared many times before and I'm sure I've shared it with you as well is um, there was a preterm baby that, that birthed um, in the hospital when I was in a, in residency and baby came out. Mom actually had a really bad hemorrhage telling me she probably had some infection in there that caused her, her membranes to, to break open um, a little bit earlier than, than hoped. And um, she, but we got her bleeding under control. But meanwhile, the baby was not doing so well. And mm. the baby was like 33 weeks or something. And, um, 33 weekers generally do very, very well. I mean, you know, all things considered, especially right. if you're in a hospital with a trained NICU staff, but they called in like multiple people to try to get the baby intubated and ventilated okay. and could not get anything in there. So they brought the baby back to the operating room, found that there was a missing four centimeters of trachea. That's not a, a, a reparable um, anomaly. So this mo- woman was going to have to say goodbye to her baby. Oh man! So we're in the operating room. The, ba- the mom is holding this baby, and like the staff is fixing the blood pressure cuff, and they're doing the things, and they're doing all the stuff. 
It's the stuff that we are supposed to do, that we have to do. You have to do these things. It's, it's policy. It helps minimize bleeding, blah, 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 blah. This surgical instruments are being rearranged. The nurse is doing documentation. The doctors are all trying to find something to do. And the door's swinging open and back and forth. And, and eventually the lady was just like, can you just leave us the fuck alone? Mm. As she said goodbye to her baby. And this baby mm. took its final breaths in her arms. And I almost get teary-eyed even every time I tell this story because now with having gone through this with my own wife and our daughter, I mean, just think about how important that moment is. It's not even just the, the all the happy hormones of birth. You're also going through a, a mourning process for this baby that you've, you're in love with. Um, mm. And so when we, when we fail to realize the importance of rituals, good or bad, and, and when we fail to to maybe realize that the experience is important and that maybe these things that we are doing from a protocolized standpoint for, for good, they're not always necessarily helpful. And sometimes they may actually be harmful. And, um, and I kind of like your, your approach to, of, of like, you don't even touch anything. My hands aren't needed here. And when they are needed, I can jump in and do something, but yeah, but there's not yeah. always like a right thing to do, you know? Right. And are we viewing this woman and this baby as just beautiful humans, you know, and, mm-hmm. and we step in when needed, like you said, but respecting whatever the process is, sometimes yeah. it's death. Um, my, yeah. the people that listen to my podcast have certainly heard this story, but I have a podcast with a client of mine who um, her baby she had her baby at home. It was her third baby. And she had a shoulder dystocia, which is very rare in my world. And then her baby needed to be resuscitated. And she came on the podcast to tell the story of how she did that. So I was there with her and I could have done that. Um, But I know her really well and I trust her and I just kind of coached her through it. And we actually have it on video somewhere. It's really beautiful. And her telling the story Um, yeah, it's, it's worth a listen for people out there that think that's crazy or, you know, irresponsible. Um, she talks about like calling her daughter in and, you know, giving her the breaths and, you know, was it perfect from a, an NRP, like a training standpoint? Um, no, but it totally was what was needed and it is what worked for her Mm -hmm. and her baby is, you know, a beautiful, almost one-year-old. And this woman now has this experience of, instead of being traumatized, uh, she tells the story as if it was just the greatest birth that has ever happened, you know, simply because she was in her power. So it's not that, you know, we aren't needed or, or there are no skills, but can we place the power back in the woman's hands? Like how, how often can we do that? Cause I think it's more often than we think. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, yeah, I mean, and I know that the intention of all the protocols is not, is not, um, it is benevolent. It does sort of undermine, I guess, a lot of the, the patients sort of like what feels right too. you know, I mean, there's, there's, um, something beautiful about that story you just shared. Um, and gosh, like what a story it is now. Like she was there with her baby, like she was there to save her baby. And, and, um, I mean, of course we're not advocating that everybody out there just shoo away the NICU staff and let them do their baby's resuscitation. That's not what we're saying, but, but in some regards you have to kind of take every, 
I mean, every single experience is a personal experience and every single decision-making process is going to look a little differently, which is why sometimes I think the protocols feel like such an imposition maybe on that postpartum experience. Yeah. Perfectly said. It's just so highly individual too. You know, it always comes back to that, right? Like do what's right for you and Mm -hmm. you're kind of given what you're given and you make the best choices and you use the people around in the ways that, that you want to hopefully. Cause nobody knows, like nobody knows how it's going to (laughs) go. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, Any final thoughts? No, I was gonna, I was gonna say something about like our need to deliver the placenta as quickly as possible. It's like a silly, (laughs) silly thing that we all do. Just yank on the cord until the placenta comes out and hope you don't evolve the cord. Like all of that stuff is, that's moot whenever you share such a beautiful exchange, like, like you just did. Um, but yeah, the, that postpartum experience, anybody who's hasn't been to a birth, if you're going ever go, when you go to your first birth, um, whether it's your own or for a client or whatever, just revel in just the beauty, the majesty, the, the, um, divinity around this incredible thing that we all get to do as humans. And if things don't go well, that's also, there's also divinity in that. Like it's, it's, um, it's a, a really great that we get to we get to live here in this earth school. <laughs> yeah. So soak that's it the up. Truth. That's the truth. Yeah. It's yeah. a perfect way to end earth school. Yeah. Earth school. Oh, that was great. All right. Well, I'll see you next time. Alrighty. Bye. Bye.